Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This podcast is a Vasilis Scarly's production. Fine wine is the best kept secret in investing. VinoVest is changing that. With the stock market being so volatile, it's good to start diversifying. Do you want to learn why wine investing with VinoVest not only delivers delight, but also consistent returns that have outspaced the stock market? Just give me a minute and I will explain everything. First of all, some of you might be thinking, um, I'm not old enough to drink, like this is not for me. Well, actually, you can still invest with VinoVest even if you're not old enough to drink. Did you know that wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market and has outperformed the global equities market over the past 30 years with 10.6% annualized returns? Equipped with a team of world-class sommeliers who evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time, VinoVest is the easiest way to acquire new investments. Go to zen.ai slash to rise to receive two months of fee-free investing. Start investing with VinoVest today. Hello, everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Vasilis. We run Changemaker Z, a student-run initiative that aims to empower, educate, and connect Gen Zers interested in entrepreneurship. We interview teenagers with impactful projects and create resources to help you change the world. If they can do it, so can you. On this podcast, we discuss the logistics of creating different types of projects with Gen Zers who have already done it. We will leave our social media and website information in the description. Today, we are here with Samantha Handler, the founder of Kicks by Sammy, a custom accessories company. Samantha turned her sneaker painting college side hustle into a thriving bootstrapped revenue generating custom accessories business based on personalization and bold and chic hand-drawn designs for all ages. Today's episode, we're going to discuss how successfully... In today's episode, we're going to discuss how to successfully incorporate whimsy and personalization into a business, as well as talking about how to turn a side hustle into a full-time business. Samantha, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so excited to have you here. Um, So my first question, I always like to start it off, is like, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you kind of get started with Kicks by Sammy? Yeah, so I'm Sammy. I'm the artist and founder of Kicks by Sammy. I'm 26 years old. I'm currently based in New York City. And kind of as you were saying, Kicks by Sammy basically is a custom accessories company and we cater to every milestone and pretty much everyone's able to go to our website, pick one of my hand-drawn designs, pick a product and then personalize it with any name or initials. And as that continued to grow, a lot of corporate clients actually started reaching out, recognizing our style of art and wanting to use it now for promotional products, murals, events, and so much more. So basically how it all started, Kicks by Sammy, a lot of people, the first question is, why is it called that? So basically, the my end of my senior year of high school, I was going to college. And that summer, I was trying to figure out kind of start packing for freshman year. I wanted some cool swag. I wanted some apparel, but I didn't see anything on the market. And I was in my closet and came across an old pair of white Keds. 
And throughout high school, I used to always color on like my Converse with Sharpies. So I was like, oh, this could be a cool idea to paint some University of Maryland logos, which is where I went, and some other fun doodles about the school. So I ended up doing that and posting them on social media, and I surprisingly got a really big response. I had no, I didn't expect it at all. I posted it for fun. So friends and family started reaching out, asking if I could make them a pair of shoes for their freshman year. So throughout that whole summer, I then had this whole side hustle of painting shoes and making money doing it. Um, so when I got to college, it just continued to spiral from there. And obviously, at the end of college, that's when I decided to scale the business and evolve it into what it is today. That's cool. Because I was wondering, because you really do have, like you didn't, you just said you didn't really have uh, a big art background necessarily or anything major like that. But like your art style is very like unique, whimsical, fun, bright colors. Did you, is that just come, I guess, naturally? Or did you take a lot of time to develop that kind of unique art style? Or Yeah. Were you so I never... Yeah, so I never was actually like trained in art in high school. Yeah. I took like one AP art class for fun because I always loved to do it. It was definitely something. I always had had a journal like next to my bed when I was a kid and would doodle and just do fun things for myself. But it really was a hobby that no one really knew about. Um, my grandma actually is an artist, so it could semi run the family a bit. Um, she does a lot of like watercolor and cool stuff like that. Um, but kind of throughout high school, I realized I loved to like do different like shapes. I always loved like Andy Warhol. I loved pop art. Um, so I always loved fun, colorful vibes. Um, so I definitely had influence on that when I started like creating my own style. And I just thought like cool, different like checkered shapes, stars, and kind of mixing it with different icons and make something that was really like fun and colorful to the eye. I definitely wanted my art to really show like a positive feeling when you looked at it. Yeah. That's amazing, like the identity that an artist is creating, actually it's how he represents or she represents uh, his own work. And you became a self-made CEO at just 18. My question is, how did this whole idea get started? We listened the behind, you know, the story behind the whole idea, but when you went to the college, like your studies, did they have any connection, maybe with business or something like that? Yeah. So when I went to school, I still thought when I was painting on the shoes that it was just a hobby. I never really thought it was going to turn into a career. So I kind of was lost at the beginning of college. Like I feel like most students are. And I decided to study psychology. And then I also added in a business entrepreneurship innovation minor because I started to realize that I had a really um, deep passion for actual entre entrepreneurship. So that's kind of when it sparked my idea that I really could turn this hobby into a full time business. So obviously I didn't study art exactly as my major, but I decided to take a few art classes on the side. In college you could do like elective. So I did like a graphic design class. I did like an entry level drawing class. So I was able to kind of develop my skills in that way, but it wasn't my full on major. Because um, at that point when I was picking a major, I still didn't realize this, I was really going to want to focus on art in my future. So the business aspect definitely helped um, and kind of made me realize that I really could take this idea of just painting shoes, but really evolve it into something that could be a full-time job after college. Yeah, I because I'm in the entrepreneurship. I'm actually an entrepreneurship and innovation major right now. But like, I feel like there's always like when you I'm, I'm also like a creative person. And it's always like, ooh, you know, when you do that creative stuff, it's like, oh, how am I going to make money, though? So 
I don't know, like I love that you were able to kind of develop your idea and you know, you were able to do what you love. I was kind of wondering, cause as soon as I got to college, I noticed that so there were so many businesses popping up. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like college is just the perfect place cause you have a bunch of people around your age. Do you think there's like any advantages in starting your business in college? Like did you, was it easily able to promote it in college? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. So definitely I was gonna say, I think I did have a little bit of an advantage starting young. Um, I think you also have so many resources in college and also a lot of people to like pick your brain and um, go into the business school, talk to professors and play around. It's kind of the only time in your life where you don't really have an obligation to anyone else. Like you don't have children, you're not married, you don't have anything like set in stone. You're really trying to figure yourself out. So I think it was a perfect time for me to experiment with different things, test different parts of the business and kind of to see which would stick and what would work. Um, I definitely think it was a great time just to get the word out there. Obviously, like you're around so many kids your age who also have so many different cool ideas. And it definitely, I was able to kind of jump around and also build the social media, which was like the big platform that I kind of based the business off of and really spreading the word at the time. So I definitely think when you're young, it's like a great time. And even if you don't know what you want to do, but you know you kind of want to be your own boss or start your own business, I think it's a great time to kind of dabble into different aspects of things that you're interested in. Like you can join a club or talk to someone that may be in a space that you have interest in or a professor. And you're able to kind of have that time to figure yourself out to then maybe an idea will just come to you where you can really turn it into something bigger than what you ever thought before. Yeah, I totally agree with what you say. Like I um, I would like to add that maybe the connection that you will do, as you said, um, if you want to be your own boss, actually the time will give you all the opportunities to think over the different aspects of what you want to do. And at the same time, until you're reaching, you're reaching this, uh, this uh, spot uh, during your, lifet- your lifetime, you will have achieved many different things like to do some collaborations with people or to explore new ventures of yourself that you have never think of in the past. My next question is that we have said you have collaborated with numerous influencers such as Walter Park, Stephanie Gottlieb, David Oliver and Justice Smith. Would you like to share one of your favorite collabs or stories if there is any? Yeah, so I think yeah, so I think the cool part about my business also when I first started, I didn't even think of like the corporate side or influencer side of it. Um I was just really focused on building my product. So when different like corporate clients started reaching out saying we really could see your art utilized in all these different ways, I thought it was just so cool. And it kind of was the first time people could see my art on a larger scale than just what my audience was. So, I mean, just to go back to my first big collaboration was the summer after I graduated college and I got approached by CBRE, which is a huge real estate company. And they were like, we love your style. We really could see your artwork blown up on our windows for our empty lease building. So obviously when you go to different buildings, you can see like, this is for lease and you see like whoever is um, repping the building. Um, So I ended up doing a 12 piece installation on like 12 foot by 12 foot windows in Chicago. We ended up doing two more there. And then it was pretty successful that they asked me to do two more in Miami. Um, so that was like the first time people were really seeing my art on a larger scale. I had it signed. It was really cool. I went to visit all the locations and people were really taking photos in front of it and kind of building attraction to these huge buildings. And they were really kind of um, 
targeted towards like higher end retailers. So like it used to be like a Chanel was there, like a Gucci, like stuff like that, like higher end retail spaces. So it was really cool to kind of see my artwork used in that way. Um, and then of course, just throughout the years, I've now been able to collaborate with other artists, influencers to send special blankets to pillows. So all the names that you listed were really um, cool experience. So like, for example, um, Walter Parks, he does Dreamscape. So it's like a huge interactive um, immersion. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's based in LA still. Um, so I made custom sneakers for them that they have at their site and that he wears around. Um, and a few other obviously cool influencer gifting like that. And then I just did a collaboration with another artist based in LA and she does all these sculptures of popsicles. So I was able to paint all the popsicle sticks and we were able to create these really high-end art pieces that people could buy. So it just really showed that there was so many opportunities of ways to use my artwork with others. And I think the good thing about collaboration is it dropped, like you should work with people that align with your brand and have similar missions or styles. And it's great because you then attract their audience and your audience and they bring them together on something that is totally unique and cool. Yeah, I that's crazy. Like, cause you said your meeting was when you were at 22, your first big meeting. Yeah. Was that intimidating being 22, being a young woman going to this big boardroom, selling yourself, marketing yourself? Like, do you have any tips on that? How was that experience for you? Yeah. Well, the good thing was it wasn't in person since I'm based in New York. So a lot of it's via like Zoom call, stuff like that. So that's the good thing. I definitely think it's very intimidating to go in front of people. I've done it before um, to pitch yourself. And I mean, what I've learned through entrepreneurship is just like you kind of have to also approach the idea that failure is inevitable and that you have to be comfortable with it because a lot of times you do put yourself out there on I mean I pitched a million different projects some I get some I don't get you know it's all the process of entrepreneurship so you definitely have to be comfortable with putting all this hard work in and then just not getting the job um, so that's something I've learned on the way because um, obviously all these are so cool but there's definitely so many that I ended up not getting um, which is totally normal um but yeah i think also like especially even doing podcasts like this i think it really helps to just get your word out and be able to really build upon like your mission and spread the word more and be able to kind of explain what you do in a better way and i think it's like great practice it helps me pitch also as well um so i feel like the more you talk about yourself and also selling yourself i think that's the hardest thing as an entrepreneurship is you have to continuously sell yourself yeah that's cr no and because like and everyone always says like you never know like even if you don't get that job you never know who in the room could recommend you for something else i was gonna so. say a lot of it has also been like friends of friends recommendations like seeing another project a lot of times i'm like how did they even find kicks by sammy and it's really interesting to see like i know like i guess like a corporate client reach out they're like oh just like an intern in the office like knew you and mentioned your name so it's just all these crazy things that you want to leave a good taste in everyone's mouth because you never know what the next connection is going to be. Because especially in New York, everyone somehow knows each other in the business world. <laughs> I have a question. Do you work in a studio or at an open space for artists? Yeah. So right now, actually, in New York, I have... Luckily, I'm able to have a two-bedroom. So the second bedroom is basically like a whole studio um i have all my samples where i do drawings um have like my art wall i mean i wish i could show i mean, in it now but if i could show you it's really cool setup um so i'm lucky to have that the hard part obviously one day i want to have more of a space um it's so hard in new york it's so expensive here so that's kind of the next step but yeah right now 
it's a home office space. Um, I'm able to have like interns come in and work with me and then anyone else I have helping me out with businesses, um, virtual, uh, remote. So that's the stage I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Uh, do you ever find it hard when you're living in your workspace for that like work-life balance? Yeah, it's always funny because like once COVID hit, everyone experienced what I've been experiencing for the last like four or five years. Um, right. <laughs> I've doing, yeah, I've been doing this business since I graduated. I mean, right after college, I lived at home, so I was with my parents, also like running this, like grinding and stuff like that for a year or so. Um, so then once I moved to New York and started this business, I obviously was always in my apartment and definitely in New York, you have a really small confined space. So sometimes it does like hinder your creativity. Sometimes you need to just walk around or go work in a coffee shop, kind of just like get your juices flowing. Cause sometimes when you stay in the same spot and like, you're just by yourself, you kind of like lose your creativity. Um, so definitely like moving around, just getting outside really helps, um, to continue to boost all my creative juices. Um, but yeah, so I was saying to my friends, I was like, this is my life totally. So I mean, at this point, I'm totally used to it. I definitely like love human interaction. So like the hours I'm not working, which I mean, it's hard, but I definitely try to either like go maybe work with another friend who maybe freelances or has their own business and is in a similar situation or just like socialize in other ways because during the day I'm by myself. So it's definitely you need that balance and find that social opportunities because if you're alone all the time, it does get like sad and depressing. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the thing because I was actually going to ask about like, because you're in a creative field, like people ask for customizations, but like, do they, mo- you mostly, you have your designs and then people tell you what they want. But, um, you know, when you're in a creative slump, what kind of things do you do to get out of that? Cause it's kind of yeah. hard because someone would be like, oh, this is doing a week, but what if you don't have, you know? Yeah. I was going to say the hard, I always tell people the hardest part about like running this business is I have to be the creative mind and the business mind. And usually they don't align that well um, because when you're super stressed and I mean, basically I do everything right now. If you're on top of finance, accounting, marketing, all that stuff. And then you also have to be the designer. It's sometimes you get drained and totally like overrun and it's hard to get those creative juices flowing when you're stressed. So definitely like every once in a while you need those like days where you totally don't focus on the business end and you just like revamp to get your creative juices flowing because obviously if you don't feel creative then you're not going to really end up getting anything done in the end so I mean going on walks exercising maybe doing another hobby that like interests me hanging out with friends I mean I love traveling when I travel like I'm working but also just like seeing other areas and just being in nice weather and it really just like gets my juices going um so i mean there's different things sometimes you just have to push through it um if you have like a project due and like sometimes it comes to you also like when i'm sleeping sometimes like thoughts come to me in my sleep so like sometimes i like to have a notepad (laughs) next to me and like write it down like it's sometimes the craziest times like I know it's like, especially when I fall asleep, like sometimes I get like anxious and your mind just keeps going. And sometimes that's when like the creative thoughts come, which is crazy. Keep a notebook by your bed, guys. Also, I don't even want to get off topic, but I don't remember my dreams. I, I haven't had like, I don't remember my dreams. Oh, in like a year. I, I have know. vivid dreams. Like, <laughs> I, I'm known for crazy dreams. I don't know if they're stress dreams, but like I remember every detail, which is oh not. <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> I'm personally, um, I am also thinking a lot during dreaming and maybe I'm finding the perfect solutions to problems that I may have during dreaming, which is crazy. 
And I know. In comparison with Kennedy, I remember everything that I was dreamed. Not forever, <laughs> but for at least one week, if it was something important. I feel like that's yeah. a common thing with like creative people, though. They'll say, like, they have vivid dreams. What'd you say? Yeah, like, like vivid thoughts and dreams. Yeah. And then you burn out. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe it's just like when I start to feel relaxed. I don't know. I definitely like start to like think of things and like go through things in like a different environment. Maybe like when I'm like on the couch also. Like sometimes when I'm super like in a relaxed state, that's when like thoughts just start coming to me. And you need to do something else to just wait, um, go maybe take something from the fridge, do something because you're feeling that you're relaxing a lot and this is not what you're used to do. Yeah, exactly. So it's good though. Yeah. There are numerous examples in YouTube with people customizing phone cases, even devices, or things like that. Do you think that this go against the view of the original designer of the product? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that impacts me that much. Um, I feel like everything I do is pretty unique. That's why I love like the customization element. And so basically everything I do is hand-drawn originally. And then I'm able to computerize it and edit the colors. And if people want to add some personalized elements, I'm able to edit on the computer. So I feel like my whole process of just the customization is what really like draws people to my products rather than other companies. Um, our designs are pretty unique and um, different, which I really want. And I kind of try to change the collections every few months so that like if I have a design available from January to June, it, it's a limited edition, you only get it then, and it kind of makes our products a little bit more exclusive and to change them out, um, which people really find interesting. And also, a lot of, so like a lot of our products, I would say, obviously you can get a blanket anywhere or a phone case anywhere. So what we try to really focus on is like the dimension of like our art and how like unique and special it is. Because I feel like when people buy our products, It's not that they're just buying our products, but also a lot of times they're like invested in me and my journey as a young entrepreneur. And I tried to create a community that like relates to me and is super loyal in wanting to support a female owned business and someone who started at a young age and kind of grow with me as I continue to develop different designs and products. I mean, especially my followers who have been with me from the beginning, they totally can see the evolution and how much I've grown in my style and the quality. Um, So I feel like that's been a really interesting um, part of like my whole business and as like a designer in all of my products as well. Yeah, I definitely agree that like it really matters. Like when like when you love the founder of the company, you know, like it's it's just so awesome to see them grow and to follow along in their journey. And I was like to what like to Vasily's question, I feel like that's the beauty of art to be able to like customize something to be able to add your own touch um and just kind of make it personal to you so yeah i, love that I feel like that's, that so many, yeah yeah i feel like that's been like a huge selling point so at this point since like we had to start scaling and how the shoes were art we wanted to be able to still use my artwork but make it a more scalable option so basically now if you go to my website i have designs that really can hit like any milestone we have a baby collection we have stuff as like tween birthday gifts we have grad gifts we have um bridal bachelorette like wedding 
Sweet 16 and stuff like that. So we basically can hit every milestone with you. And we have different templates. So if you want to use one of those and then personalize it with initials, names, stuff like that. Or we also have like options where you can make it even more personalized, obviously with like the price. So we just do some edit fees. So people still feel like they're getting something that's super personal to them and that they can't get anywhere else. Yeah, that's important that they feel that this is customly made for them and they will then create their own memories by combining this accessory with um, with their with their moment. Yeah, so we kind of like been, Yeah, we kind of been like pitching it now that like like you grow with us like with every milestone. So basically we've had customers now that have bought their baby gifts, have brought the birthday gifts, the camp, summer camp, summer like like people have been with us for so long that now they want to hit every milestone with us and kind of share that experience and a big part about our community is people now like want to send us photos to post about them to have them like intertwined in like our community that we show that like they're part like they're a kicked by sammy baby like when they take a picture from our baby blanket or like a hooded towel so it's so fun to like have them be excited to like send us um content and want to actually be part of our brand this is so amazing Yeah. So this is the end of the episode. Thank you, Samantha, for being with us today. Yeah, thank you so much. This was so nice. I'm so happy I got to speak with both of you. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, that have reached until the end of the episode. Today, we talked about the customization trend and the Kicks by Sammy accessories, as well as how to incorporate personalization to your business scheme. You can find all the social media handles in the description below. And until next time, don't forget to change the world. Bye! Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. We had such a great time. Make sure to leave us a review. If you want more Changemakers content, you can follow us on Instagram at Gen Zers to Rise and on Facebook at Changemakers Z.